0: our beloved return home to Soldier Field to see if they can put a W under the tree for the Chicago faithful when they take on the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Can the Bears keep the Browns winless, or will we embarrass ourselves yet again? All of this and so much more on the Week 16 Preview episode of The Chicago Bears Review. Two more games and it will finally be over. The 2017 campaign coming to a close and the penultimate episode for this season this Sunday on Christmas Eve at Soldier Field against the Cleveland Browns. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the Week 16 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Part number two, part one was released on Wednesday. Our conversation with Josh Edwards that ended in the two of us pretty much arguing about which team sucks worse and... um, you know, I I think he's still one because he, you know, he has the, he owns the argument. His team is 0 and 14, ours is only four and 10. But uh, we'll we'll really know after this Sunday the, uh, who's whose team really truly is the worst. Because if uh, if you listen to uh, anybody who has any kind of opinion on these two teams, um, they are mirror images of each other. The Bears and the Browns. The Bears are the Browns of the NFC, and uh, they're battling the actual browns i mean that's kind of like a space-time continuum issue isn't it this is going to get sucked into a black hole when kickoff happens on on sunday but um uh, nonetheless the game will take place we all have to watch it because we are fans and you know that's what we do and um it there's nothing intriguing about this matchup other than um seeing whether or not uh the browns will get that first victory of 2017 and if we bear fans will have to be the ones to suffer through it um What's ironic about it is that the game will take place one year to the day since their one and only victory in 2016. They beat the Chargers on Christmas Eve last year um, when the Chargers missed a field goal that would have sent the game into overtime. Uh, but that happened in Cleveland, so I guess maybe we have that on our side that we're actually at home. The funny thing is the Bears are 2-5 and five at home, 2-5 and five on the road, so we can't really say that one is better uh, than the other. So they're... Take that for what you will. So um, lots of stuff to talk about. The Bears have been making some interesting headlines uh, this week, the first of which uh, being that the Pro Bowl teams were voting on. And um, I know you're all going to be so shocked to hear this, but there were no Bears named to the Pro Bowl team this year. I know I'm going to let you take that in for a second while the, while the shock just waves over you. Um, not one Bear voted to the Pro Bowl team. However, uh, four of them were named alternates, to, so basically if uh, somebody who's uh, you know maybe going to the Super Bowl or somebody who gets injured or doesn't want to play, uh, the Bear we got a few Bears that are next in line. Uh, the most likely person to play in the Pro Bowl is Jordan Howard. He was a first alternate this year. Uh, Tariq Cohen was named as a second alternate as a return specialist, and those guys usually show up to the Pro Bowl, so I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get in or not. Kyle Long even though he's on injured reserve for the Bears is the second alternate and somebody helped me figure this one out but Akeem Hicks is a fourth alternate which means like three or four people have to bow out of the game before Akeem Hicks gets the invite to Orlando Hawaii one of the wherever the hell they're playing the Pro Bowl it's not like any of us are going to watch it anyway but um you know four guys have to go down before Akeem Hicks gets the invite so that's pretty ridiculous but uh, that's the that's the news the 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 list came out on Tuesday and um, it's four teams that didn't make that didn't have a Pro Bowl selection this year the Bears the Browns no surprise there the Colts and the Packers thanks to the injured reserve visit of uh, Aaron Rodgers that would have probably been their one and only um, Pro Bowl invite or maybe having Aaron Rodgers around would be the reason that two or three other guys went but they are shut out this year with uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, also being shut down for the season and going on injured reserve uh, after getting his ass handed to him in Carolina on Sunday. But uh, speaking of injured reserve, the Bears have added another name to the list. Pernell McPhee is now on the injured reserve list with the shoulder injury. He suffered against, um, who was it? Uh, It was two weeks ago, the last home – San Francisco – He hurt his shoulder against San Francisco and uh, has been out since, or was it last – it doesn't matter. He's done for the year, which uh, very well could spell the end for him in Chicago. Uh, He spent more time on the injured reserve list than he has on the field, and the time that he's been on the field does not exactly inspire, you know, desire to keep him on the team going forward. He goes on to an injured reserve list with the following people, and uh, brace yourself because this is going to be depressing. Uh, Quentin Demps, who is actually – somebody who can come back. He was pulled off of the injured reserve list a couple of weeks ago. He's been practicing. The Bears have yet to make a decision on his future, which if he isn't playing now, what's the point? But um, Quentin Demps is there, Leonard Floyd, Jarrell Freeman, Isaiah Irving, Eric Cush, ta- uh, tank top guy, if you guys remember him. Could have been a lot of help uh, in reserve on the offensive line, but he uh, tore the – it was the It was the hamstring or the groin, one of the two uh, in, in preseason uh eric uh, kush we already mentioned him kyle long obviously cameron meredith zach miller uh jordan morgan who was our fifth round pick basically the only guy in their rookie class who hasn't had a chance to contribute this year uh cairo santos for the 10 seconds that he was on the team managed to find himself back on ir patrick scales aka our long snapper mitch unrine kevin white and willie young imagine the team we could have had if even half of these guys were healthy right now but uh Nonetheless, that is the list that Pernam McPhee is uh, joined to. And, um, you know, he's done for the year, and there's speculation about whether or not the Bears are going to bring him back. I mean, I think this is what year three or four, so I'm sure we've gotten through the guaranteed money uh, with him or at least gotten it to the point where cutting him wouldn't cost the Bears a lot of money. So we'll have to see what uh, what goes uh, in the offseason. Um, speaking of Kyle Long, Uh, He had an Instagram post uh, the other day. It was a picture of him with a huge neck brace on, and the caption was one of three. And uh, he had this long uh, Twitter story earlier this week, uh, the first one being um, him saying that he crushed surgery today, important procedure that will lead to much relief and success, and it's him giving a thumbs up with that neck brace on. And then he kind of gives the breakdown of what's actually been going on with him, and I'm going to go ahead and read it here. For people wondering about my injuries, I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to lay out a timeline for you, and it will hopefully help paint a picture of what has transpired the last few years. First three years, I played every game except one or two. I switched positions to help the team in the third year. Uh, learned a lot about offensive linemen switching positions. Fourth year, back to guard, healthy and dominant, and improving on a daily basis. Tore my labrum in the preseason. Now, this is 2016. He's talking about. Opted to play the year and be there for my team plan was to fix after the season. Late in the 4th year I got rolled up in a pile and mangled my ankle, surgery and rehab needed, no time for the shoulder. 5th year coming in I was nowhere near 100% and I did what I could to play and help our young team. As the year went on, as a result of the shoulder, things happened in proximity of the shoulder that were unfortunate, neck became an issue. Now it's time for me to fix myself. Wanted you guys to hear it from me. I'm very excited about what the future holds for this team, and I'm jacked up about being healthy again. And, again, thank you for all your support. It means the world to me and my family. So the caption of one of three, meaning the neck is the first one, and I'm assuming the shoulder would come next, and then the third, I'm guessing, would be the hand injury that he suffered in New Orleans um, just before the bye. So, I mean, that was an issue. He was playing with one of those big calves on his hand, uh, casts on his hand for the remainder of uh, – his time but um so that's good news that um you know long is getting those things addressed and uh, the neck injury was a was a result of him not getting the shoulder fixed during the off season uh, when he was focusing on getting his ankle taken care of and now that he's got a full off season for the ankle to get straightened out he's going to have the surgery on the shoulder to get that repaired and then you know fix the hand injury uh as well which will you know obviously help him out because The neck, the shoulder, the hand, they're all connected there, and uh, you need those when you are on offensive linemen. Um, But it's good, and hopefully he can return to form. Those first three years he was making his way to being an elite NFL offensive lineman. I mean, before we got uh, Jordan Howard and now, of course, Mitch Trubisky, the the guy, just the state of the team was unfortunate and hilarious and funny that – a guard was the face of the franchise there for a little while he was the most popular player on the team still an enormously popular player on the team but hopefully he can get himself on the field and and be the the beast that we knew him to be in the beginning I mean he was working his his career towards being a uh towards being a legend there that's for sure so and then two more things before we uh before we talk about this game here um Bears coaching rumors. There's been a lot of that going on, especially the last few weeks. The Bears' third straight year under John Fox, double-digit losses. Um, You know, there really hasn't been any discernible improvement with the team that a discussion about bringing Fox is, you know, really even in the picture at the moment. Uh, Two things I want to talk about with this coaching thing. Uh, Number one is the fact that Jeff Fisher, uh, the former head coach of the Titans and uh, most recently the Rams, um the, there's a rumor circulating out there. Haven't heard anything directly from him, but uh, a rumor out there saying that there are teams that he'd be interested in coaching uh and the of course the teams on the list are like Indianapolis who's probably going to need a new coach when they let go of Pagano, uh Cleveland is a possibility even though the new GM John Dorsey says that Hugh Jackson's coming back in 2018 and then of course the other name on that list is the Bears. And um, You know, I'm just breaking out in hives thinking about Jeff Fisher being the head coach of the team, uh, because the last time that he was on a team with a young quarterback and a decent defense, they finished four and twelve and they fired him before the season was over. So, I, you know, if we're gonna do that, we just might as well keep John Fox. If we're gonna go with a guy who seemingly has the game kind of passed him up. And, you know, have a defense that's doing all it's can. If we want to continue to work towards ruining Mitch Trubisky, then just leave John Fox in there. You know, he'll, he'll finish out his contract next year and then we can let him go for free. But, uh, you know, Jeff Fisher being the head coach of the Bears is a nightmare. And I don't think anybody out there really wants him right now. His time in, in St. Louis slash Los Angeles with the Rams was not a productive one he was Mr. 7 and 9 they didn't I don't think they finished 500 once in the several years that he was down there so how is this guy going to be a hot coaching candidate especially for a team like the Bears that is you know a decent coaching staff and a few key you know additions away from being something to reckon with i mean you've seen the way that our rookie class has performed in the last few years you know we see that we're kind of putting something together we just need something to kind of bring it all together and i think the right head coach would be would be that guy because it's you know as excited as I was that John Fox was named head coach of the Bears prior to the 2015 season is just as how happy I'm going to be to see him go because this was obviously not the right move you know it just did not work out and it's unfortunate but it's true. The second thing, there was an article. Um, I don't remember where I saw it. It may have been on one of the other Chicago Bear fan boards that I'm on in, in Facebook and and whatnot. But it was a list of you know coaching candidates that the bears might want to consider it was and it was seven there are seven coaching candidates the bears want to consider and number one on that list i almost shattered my phone because i dropped it when i said it it was dole lawkins was number one on the list of possible head coaches for the chicago bears i don't even know what that person who wrote that column was thinking his rationale was continuity with the offense and, you know, uh, Trubisky knowing the, the system already and uh, and what have you. And, you know, if if you want to believe the the rumors and what's out there and, and how much John Fox is handcuffed or controlled or whatever, the offense, and you want to see what Dole Loggins can do when he's left to his own devices, okay. But at the same time, with the, the, the way that he's handled personnel this year – you know, the, the whole thing about trying to find a role for Marcus Wheaton in the offense when we, you know, we couldn't be more strapped for wide receivers. He's an actual wide receiver. Put him out there and throw him the damn ball. How about that be his role? You know, just tell him to catch it. That's all you got to do. Uh, you know, just the things that he's done throughout the year. There's no way that Chicago wouldn't burn to the ground if we named Dole Loggins the head coach uh, of the team. It's just not possible. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And the other names were guys like Josh McDaniels from New England. I've already vehemently come out against that, not because McDaniels isn't a good coach, but just name me one New England assistant coach under Belichick that has done anything after they've left the Golden Palace. Not one of them has done a thing. Not Romeo Cornell or Charlie Weiss when they were, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator of the team that won three Super Bowls in four years. You know, Weiss goes to Notre Dame. He's a, an atrocity there. Um, you know, uh, Romeo Cornell goes to Cleveland. We all know how that worked out. Then he went to Cle- uh, Kansas City. He won the job there. He was interim coach. They played well. Then he took over. They were 3-13, and, and Andy Reid is the head coach shortly after. Um, anyone else? Josh McDaniels failed, crashed, and burned in Denver. Uh, we can thank McDaniels because he set into motion uh Jay Cutler coming to Chicago, so maybe that's another reason we don't want him in Chicago. For those of you who regret the Jay Cutler era, that would be something that you can thank uh, Josh McDaniels for. You know him coming out and saying that he wants the the Broncos to trade for um, Matt Castle and bring him in uh, is what pissed off Cutler and had him demanding a trade in the first place. So why would we want a guy that brought in all that suffering and pain of uh, you know Jay Cutler? For those of you who feel that way. But – and the other one was uh, the – what's his name? Vic Fangio was on that list. But if if Fangio was going to be a candidate for the Bears, I believe Ryan Pace would have fired John Fox already and Fangio would probably be our interim head coach if we were going to audition him for the job. I mean, it's right there. Um, The guy's leading the defense, and the defense is really the only thing that we have to look forward to each Sunday. Regardless of who he puts out there, that's definitely the better unit that we have on the team. But, um, you know – Doe Loggins being number one on that list absolutely blew my mind I just could not <laughs> it just made no sense to me you want to put Doe Loggins to be the head coach of the Bears when he is just he's just horrible as an offensive uh, coordinator So, and then finally our injury reports uh, it's Friday so not only are we releasing the injury report we're also releasing game statuses for this Sunday um Adrian Amos with a hamstring injury, was full participation Wednesday, was removed from the uh, report afterwards, so he's good to go for Sunday, as is Josh Bellamy. uh, Limited on Wednesday with a foot injury, was full go on Thursday. Off the injury report today, he's good to go for Sunday. Sherrick McManus, an illness, so he was sick. He had a cold, a flu, whatever. Full participation Friday, so he's good to go. Questionable for this week, Tom Compton with a concussion. He's been limited all week. As has uh, Chris Brzezinski, um, who, like in the second play of the game, got run over by a tight end and was out with a concussion. After that, he's been limited and listed as questionable. Adam Shaheen limited all week with the chest injury, questionable for Sunday as well, and then doubtful with the ankle injury he suffered in Detroit. Josh Sitton. so you know, questionable means you got about a 50-50 shot at playing uh, on Sunday. So. They will or they won't if uh, it's going to be interesting because if Josh Sitton is down and Compton doesn't play, who the hell else do we have to play guard out there? I mean, it's going to be one of those situations where we have to have um, Grassu play center and Whitehair has to move to one of the guard spots to be able to fill it out, so – Um, we'll see if the Bears make any roster moves because I'm pretty sure we got an offensive lineman or two on the practice squad right now if we have to make a move to bring one of those guys up you'll know both Compton and Sitton are out for Sunday so you can count Sitton out doubtful means you have a 25% chance of playing uh, on Sunday so 75% that he won't is where Josh Sitton is sitting right now no pun intended and um, you know Compton is 50-50 so if he plays he'll start if he doesn't play, then the Bears are going to have to rearrange the offensive line to make it work. So, um, we'll see what happens with that. So that that could be that could be interesting come Sunday to see how the offensive line is going to uh, come together for us. And now we transition from our news and notes into our just analysis of the game, and it's it's not pretty because we got two teams in the 16th week of the season combined for four wins. And what's uh, even less pretty is that (laughs) all those wins belong to one team, which means one of them is winless. 0-14 are the Browns for the second year in a row. Uh, Not even the um, 76-77 Buccaneers pulled that off. They went 0-14, winless in their first season, but started 0-12 and then won their last two games in 1977. So no team has ever – I mean, they actually broke the record two weeks ago when they went 0-13. They're the first team in NFL history to go 0-13 two years in a row, and here they are now just continuing to, to break that record, and they're 0-14 for the second year in a row. And as I mentioned earlier, this Sunday is the one-year anniversary of their one and only victory last year against San Diego. Uh, it was happened on Christmas Eve, but that was in Cleveland, so hopefully the fact that we're in Chicago will help the Bears out uh, on Sunday um the bears have lost six of seven which it's kind of depressing when you think about it uh, six of seven we were uh you know we were three and five at one point and here we are four and ten uh going through and i've i know i've said this a thousand times we're going through the section of the season that we were looking forward to this is the section of the season where we had two games against detroit that you know that was a team that was trending down going into the second half, and Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packer team. We have games against the Browns and the Bengals uh, in there. I mean, that was a, a section of the year that you know the defense playing the way it was going into the end of the first half. Uh, Trubisky was kind of coming into his own. That you could you could honestly see the Bears doing a four and four, five and three second half, and you know maybe finishing at five hundred uh, this year, and that did not happen at all. You're starting with that embarrassing loss against Green Bay, and then compounding at that with an embarrassing finish against Detroit. Thank you very much, Connor Barth. And here we are at four and ten, when we somehow managed to get through the the, the second toughest schedule in the NFL for the first eight games. We finished that part three and five, but here we are going into this. We're one and f- what one and six so far. One and one and five in the first six games of the second half. I mean, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then again, you know, that's been this team the last few years. Um, the Browns started 0-14. Um, they've lost 32 of their last 33 games dating back to 2015. That is the worst 33-game stretch in league history. I don't think anybody would have a hard time believing that. The Bears actually trail the all-time series with the Browns 9-6. to but we've won the last two games. Uh, the last time we played was in 2013 in Cleveland. Uh, if you guys remember, that was the first year for Mark Tressman, and that was the first start for Jake Cutler after missing four games uh, with the high ankle sprain. And he ended up throwing like two picks in his first two drives. And uh, But the Bears took control, came back. He ended up throwing uh, 265 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, the final two touchdowns came to passes with uh, Jeffrey and Earl Bennett. Uh, the Bears were actually losing going into the fourth quarter, 24-17. to It came back to win uh, 30, 31-24, I believe the final score was. So looking at the tail of the tape here, the Bears are 30th on offense, which is kind of misleading because we're 11th in the league in rushing but 31st in passing. Um We're 11th uh, and on 8th in defense, 11th against the run, 10th versus the pass. I don't figure how that works. We're 8th overall, but 11th and 10th in the two. That's, That's funny how the math works out on that. The Browns, 26th in offense, so they're actually better statistically than we are. 17th in rushing, 26th in passing. 16th in defense, 7th against the run, 21 against the pass. So basically... The key to victory here is stopping the run against Cleveland. Um, You know, we we talked a couple of weeks when we had Jeremy Reisman on the show talking about how they gave up 200 yards rushing to Isaiah Crowell and uh, Duke Johnson, the running back for the Browns, uh, but were able to overcome that and win the game uh, late. But Cleveland got out to a fast start with them and and got a lead early on against the Lions. But the Browns being the Browns, that that lead faded away and, you know, eventually became a, a loss. Uh, For them, another one. Um, We want the ball, believe it or not, we do want the ball in Deshaun Kaiser's hands. Why? Because he's thrown 19 interceptions this year. He's got nine touchdowns versus 19 interceptions. And for a guy who started maybe all but one or two games this year, he's only got like 500 more yards passing than Trubisky, who's only started 10 games. Uh, this year, so Kaiser, who's been in there all year long, is only thrown for about 2,300 yards. Trubisky at just under just under 1,900. So, but he's seven touchdowns, seven interceptions in 10 games. And hell, if it wasn't for that bad showing in Detroit, he'd be ahead. He'd have more touchdowns uh, than interceptions. But you know, I, I say that just looking at the stats, looking at the highlights that I've seen, that's what we want. We want to shut down the run. We want to put the game in uh, in uh, Deshaun Kaiser's hands because he's more than likely, with the way that he's played this year, he's more than likely to serve one up for us. And with ball hawks like Eddie Jackson out there, uh, the way that we've been stripping the ball away from guys lately, um, that's what we want to have happen on Sunday. And we need to be the ones to put Cleveland behind early because if there's one thing the Bears have proven this year is that we are not a team that plays well from behind so god forbid Cleveland comes out and puts you know 10 points on the board quick it's it's going to get ugly fast for the Bears because for whatever reason Dole Loggins absolutely goes into panic mode when uh when things aren't going well or when we get behind and he has to abandon the game plan I guess the guy has no improvisational skills because that's what happens anytime we get behind things go wrong Uh, For the Bears. So uh, the key is we want to shut down that run. We want to put it in Kaiser's hands, create some turnovers, give the offense more opportunities, you know, run the football with uh, with Howard and, and Cohen, mix things up there. Let's do what we did against Cincinnati. I mean, it was a beautiful thing we did on offense versus Cincinnati. Cohen and and Howard running the ball all over the place Trubisky had hit eight or nine different targets uh in that game and I mean it was it was a good thing to see the variety and mixing things up as opposed to only throwing to about the same three or four people over and over again we were mixing it up you know we were able to get Kendall Wright out there you know maybe get uh Dontrell Inman a bit more mixed up in the game find a role for Marcus Wheaton for Christ's sake and see if Adam Shaheen is healthy enough to go uh, this Sunday. So I believe if we do those things, if we can shut down the run and force it to be a, a Deshaun Kaiser game and make this guy beat us, I think we'll be we'll be able to come away with the win. You know, I actually do. So the only thing working against the Bears right now, ironically, is our head coach, because in it's either seven games or eight games in in uh, John Fox's unfortunate tenure as our head coach. The Bears have been favored only seven or eight times to win a game in that time. So we're at 46 games into the John Fox era. Seven or eight times in that 48 games, we've been favored to win the game, and we have won zero of those games. We have not won once as we've been favored under John Fox, and we are favored by six and a half to win this game on Sunday. So... That might be the only thing really working against us is the fact that John Fox hasn't won a game that he's been favored to win as head coach of the Chicago Bears. So that might be working against us. One other thing that might be working against us is our friend from the UK, Malcolm Fell, is in the Chicagoland area, and he is going to the game on Sunday, and his record when in attendance of a Bears game is horrendous. I saw it on Facebook, he said he's something like 4-10 at Soldier Field, so... just stay in the hotel and watch the game dude don't go to soldier field because we can't lose to the browns all right if you could just do that that would be fantastic so if those two things don't kill the bears on sunday then i think we'll be all right and we'll all have a merry christmas so that's all i got for the week 16 preview episode of the chicago bears review we will be back on tuesday because i'm not going to put the show out on monday on christmas we'll be back on tuesday to review this game between the bears and the browns did the bears avoid disaster and send the browns to 0 15 or are we just going to minnesota next sunday so they can put one behind our ear and put us out of our misery so we will find out when that happens so come back on tuesday everybody have a merry christmas and until then my name is larry d and this has been the chicago bears review